0: Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, September 6th. Happy Travel Tuesday out there, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Maybe you did some traveling. Maybe you just did some relaxing. Whatever you did, I hope it was wonderful and you have a great week ahead. We've got a fun show coming up today. Joining me on the show later is Doris Patino, Senior Business Development Manager with Grupo Eshkaret. Doris and I will discuss the Eskeret experience and why it's among the best ways to have fun in Riviera, Maya, Mexico. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with some good news for the industry recovery. As I mentioned, it was Labor Day weekend this past weekend, and the TSA screened 8.76 million travelers between Friday, September 2nd, and Monday, September 5th. The weekend travel volume represents 102% of volume for the same pre-pandemic holiday weekend in 2019, and it's the first time that a holiday weekend passenger screening volume exceeded that of 2019. So predictions were high for Labor Day travel, and they came through. So love to see that. Great for the industry. July 4th, though, still holds the top spot for 2022 holiday travel numbers. The TSA screened more than 11.3 million travelers during the 4th of July holiday weekend, Thanksgiving will smash that, obviously, as it usually does. What will it bring remains to be seen. I know I said at uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, subscribe if you haven't. I would love for you to subscribe and leave review anytime. Uh, that would be great. But hey, if you've been listening, you know that last year's uh, end of year predictions, my bold predictions for 2022 here was that Thanksgiving weekend would be record-breaking and we'd hit 3 million travelers in a day, screened in a day by the TSA. And we'll, we'll see if that comes true. I'd I don't know, but you know, I uh, if you look at last year's numbers, TSA screened 20.9 million travelers over that Thanksgiving week, and um, that number was over 26 million in 2019. I think we can hit the 27 this year. I think we'll hit 27 million. I, I really do over that week. So um, I'm going positive. I'm 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 excited for it. And uh, let me know where you've got uh, Thanksgiving plans. If you've already got stuff, if you haven't booked anything yet, you might want to get on that soon because prices. Are, are dipping right now. It's a good time to book right now, but it's going to it's gonna really increase, especially on those flight stuff. But what say you? Podcast at TravelPulse.com. Hit me up with your Thanksgiving travel predictions and what you did for Labor Day. Well, any, anything you want to drop me a line on, you're more than welcome to. So moving over to air travel news. The Department of Transportation published its new customer service dashboard last week. I've been talking about this ever since it got announced. And, you know, it was a little cautious if it's actually going to drop on, you know, September 1st, right before Labor Day weekend and everything, but it came through. They did it. It looks great. Love to see it. Anyone dive into it yet? Let me know your thoughts on it, but, you know, it's uh it's great to see. The airlines have vastly improved their services to customers affected by cancellations. And delays. So the dashboard features two charts. One displaying the commitments of the ten largest airlines and the made to customers in cases of controllable flight cancellations, and the other displaying their commitments in cases of controllable flight delays. Controllable flight delays or cancellations is the key phrasing there, essentially meaning the staffing shortages or mechanical problems. It does not include weather or security issues that are beyond the airlines' control. So if it's within the, within the airlines' control. They're going to have your back now, so uh, but love to see that. These airlines have committed to providing meals for customers who are delayed for more than three hours, and providing hotel rooms for stranded passengers. Again, for the controllable issues, so uh, basic rights here. If you ask me, I don't know. You know what's that Lizzo song? It's about damn time. So we're well, good to see you on that. Let's let's see how it goes moving forward, and if you have any crazy delay or cancellation stuff and you have to use this website, let me know what your your thoughts are on the whole process for it. Obviously, make sure that you, to my consumer listeners out there, book with a travel advisor so in instances like that, you've got somebody to help you out so you're not confused along the way. In other air travel news, Google will phase out its book on Google for flights. And after announcing back in February that it would shutter its book on Google option for hotels, the search giant has confirmed it will phase out the feature for flights as well As consumer preference shifts to booking direct, according to Google, it will disable Book on Google for non-US users on September 30th, and for US users on or after March 31st of next year. So booking direct is easy for sure, obviously, but you know, so is having an advisor do it all for you. So yeah, I think a lot of people have strong opinions about, um, especially my advisor listeners, have strong opinions about airlines and their booking practices and how they no longer do commissions and all that stuff, but. Yeah, you know, not. I guess I'm not too surprised that Google is doing all this, especially with the hotel one. That didn't seem like that lasted very long. So uh, I know my, I'm not alone in the fact that I'd love to look just for Google Flights. I mean, I just Google the flight that I'm looking for and it pops up right there. And then, yeah, I do end up booking direct through that for a lot of the work stuff I do. So moving on, though, and other... Air travel news, we'll round it out here with this last one. It's actually a, a new wild news department, if you will, or the craziness, the naughty air travel workers, I guess, instead of the naughty passengers. We have two Air France pilots who were suspended after they engaged in a physical confrontation on the flight deck. Apparently, one crew member needed to act as a babysitter and spend the rest of the flight in the cockpit with the two pilots to try and avoid another fight. And I just, like, what? what is this? What... Come on now. What are you, 12? Are you in middle school? Like, what? You're on the job and you're responsible for so many lives here, and you're deciding, let's bicker and argue and fight each other. Like, come on, man. This is oh, absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, hopefully, that doesn't happen anymore, ever, and, and any flights anywhere. You know, we got to trust that your pilots can, you know, be grown adults and, and do their job, right? Ugh. Moving over to cruise news, we've got cruise bookings are on the rise now that the COVID-19 protocols have been relaxed. We did a thorough report on that. A lot of cruise lines weighed in, some advisors as well. just want to read some comments. Scott Lara of thecruisegenius.com, former guest on the show and always listens. Uh, He told us at Travel Pulse here that he has seen a large increase in interest for cruising, saying, quote, I've experienced a huge increase in calls since the change of COVID rules. Most of my clients now feel cruising is safer now than three months ago, end quote. So that's great to see. Norwegian Holdings President and CEO Frank Del Rio said that, quote, when compared to the same time in 2018 for 2019 sailings and taking into account capacity growth of approximately 20%, our 2023 sales are a whopping 40% higher. So I love that cruising is bouncing back for the big oceans lines and river cruising too has had its, you know, concerns. We've got the drought concerns going on with river cruising that hasn't really helped things. However, recent rainfall has come through and really helped in that area. So things are looking better there. You had Avalon Waterways President Pam Hoffey recently said to Yahoo Finance saying, quote, river cruising really is thriving and it's becoming the most popular and fastest growing style travel worldwide, end quote. So, If you've never been on one, I highly recommend doing a river cruise. I think they're fantastic, Um, especially if you've never cruised at all before and you want to dip your toes into the water, pun intended on that, for uh, wanting to experience cruising. And if your go-to is always, well, cruise ships have too many people. Not with river cruising. It's much more laid back, much nicer, in my opinion. I mean, that's not to say that I think that ocean cruising is not nice, because I also think that is nice. I love all types of cruising, but I lean a little bit towards the river cruising side of things. And some of that's with destinations, Some of it's with, you know, the uh, the ships and, you know, I, it's just how I feel. And I know I'm not alone in that regard, but I will always advocate for cruising. And everyone should experience cruising at some point in their life, but especially experience a river cruising if you've never done it before. Moving over to destination news. Antigua and Barbuda lifted all their COVID-19 travel restrictions. Love to see it. More places, getting rid of those protocols, and Japan has relaxed its COVID-19 travel restrictions even further. And if you listen to last week's episode, they sort of teased that they would do that, but wasn't sure about a set date. It well, turns out it was like a couple of days later. How about that, you know? So Japan will actually allow unvaccinated tourists who are part of a package tour group to enter the country. And beginning on September 7th, the prime minister said that Japan will raise the daily cap on foreign arrivals in Japan to 50,000 people daily, Tourists must still have a travel advisor sponsor, as they are known in Japan, to enter the country, so the advisor sponsor serves as a conduit between a foreign traveler and the government and health ministries if the visitor were to contract COVID-19. Individual tourists without proof of a local sponsor will not be allowed to enter Japan. So those are still the rules in place there, obviously more strict than other destinations around the world, and hopefully that, you know, those continue to ease and ease, and it seems like they're on the path for that. In other destination news, new data from the World Travel and Tourism Council found that the United States remains the world's biggest and most powerful travel and tourism market. Anyone surprised? (laughs) According to WTTC's Economics Trends report, America's travel and tourism industry contributed $1.3 trillion to the country's economy last year, a decline of $700 billion from the total reported in 2019. I mean, I think there was some crazy stuff going on, like a pandemic. And yeah, (laughs) obviously, that number is going to be lower than 2019 right now. But, you know, still nice to see the America on top with that and not not that much of a surprise. But the $1.3 trillion, like, can we just take a moment to like, let's all just sit and picture that amount of money like in your face, like, like right in front of you. How, how tall is it? Is it in your eyes? How, how wide is it? I'm actually, I'm picturing like a bank safe. I'm just, I'm picturing when I'm going to take that money I'm going to do amazing things around the world and I'm going to travel around the world. I'm yeah, that that's a lot of money, a trillion. I, I know I say that a lot about the billion cause the billion number is um, mentioned a lot with travel and everything. And you know, how many people have and, and spend and, uh, And all that, but the trillion number that is, we don't talk about that a lot. And that's, oh, that's the money right there. So uh, the report did find that uh, China and Germany rounded out the top three of the most powerful tourism markets. France overtook Spain, China, and the U.S. to grab first place in terms of traveler spending. So France is booming out there. Overall, though, the WTTC predicts that China could overtake the U.S. to become the world's biggest travel and tourism market by 2032. We'll obviously find out in 10 years if that seems to be the case, but it um, should be interesting. I think well, the next uh, few years will be pretty telling on that, I guess, and how the terms of recovery goes. But for now, that's what the projection state. It remains to be seen what will happen there. And lastly, rounding out what was trending in the last week, we had new data from Club Med and their partners. They uh, highlighted the world's happiest vacation destinations this year. Coming in at first was Bali, number two, Las Vegas, number three, New Orleans, number four, Barcelona, number five, Amsterdam. So various metrics used to come up with each destination's overall happiness score included safety, crime and pollution, number of available outdoor activities, day trips, spa and wellness centers, the cost of a domestic beer purchase, LGBTQ plus friendliness, and residents' overall happiness levels. I have not been to Bali or Barcelona, but I've always heard great things about the destinations. Vegas, at two is a little interesting to me, mostly because if you've ever lost money there, you're not all that happy. (laughs) But then again, a lot of people in Vegas are just drunk or stoned, so maybe they find happiness in that. Uh, I have been to Amsterdam twice, and I would go back in a heartbeat. It's one of my favorite destinations in the world. According to the study, they would have been higher on this list, but they lost a point because it was labeled as the most expensive place to buy a beer in Europe. I would probably buy more beers in Amsterdam than I would in Vegas or New Orleans. Though I feel like U.S. beer prices are always high, um, unless you're in a college town. Shout out to my favorite college town, Athens, Georgia. Go dogs! It is very cheap to get a beer there. I actually had hosted people. Uh, this is before I worked in travel. And I worked in the sports media world. I had some uh, colleagues come down from New York, and they were there to do some filming stuff. And we were in Athens, and we were at this great bar, and they, you know, went to go pay and closed up because they were like, "All right, we, we've had." quite a few drinks here. It's time to close up. And they were worried about the bill and they got it. And they were like, oh man, we could have stayed drinking for another hour. Like these prices are astonishing. And and that was before inflation stuff. So the prices are a little bit higher now, naturally. But still in a college town, you're always going to find great deals on beer. And that's what makes me happy is great deals on beer. I, I will admit that. So I do love <laughs> a good a good beer price on that. So that wraps up what has been trending in the world of travel in the last week. A lot of news still going on. So if have missed anything, you know, feel free to jump out, podcast at travelpulse.com. Let me know your thoughts on what we chatted about, or if you want to be on the show or anything later too, shoot me a line. So that wraps up what is trending. Now it's time to jump over to our interview segment of the show. And now joining me on the podcast is Doris Patino, Senior Business Development Manager with Grupo Eskeret. Welcome to the show, Doris. How are you doing?
1: Hola, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Wonderful. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Doris Patiño, I'm Corporate Manager Head of the BDM Division for US and Canada for Grupo Esqueret.
0: Wonderful, and how long have you been with with Grupo Esqueret?
1: Actually, it's going to be three years and a couple of days, so I'm super excited.
0: Wonderful, love to hear that. So for, for those that don't know, can you give us a little bit of an overview of the Esqueret parks?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first, I I want to share with everyone a little bit about Grupo Xcaret. We are proudly a 100% Mexican business group that operates the most welcoming, iconic, and most visited parks, tours, and also hotels in Cancun and Rivera Maya. And we welcome more than 6 million guests yearly from all over, all over the world. Um, I'm thrilled to share that currently we have an extensive portfolio with 12 wonderful parks and tours. Located in Cancun in Riviera Maya, for example, Escondido Park, our first park that opened in 1990, has become a landmark and the most visited attraction to all guests when they when they are visiting our beautiful destination. There's even a saying that goes that when you visit Escondido, don't forget to visit Cancun. Uh, with this iconic natural park, we celebrate uh, the best of Mexico through our traditions, our activities, food, culture, and unbelievable award-winning show and well that's only the beginning because we have experiences for all kinds of travelers of all ages to all of our to our travel advisors if you have guests who are adventure seekers, party goers, uh, nature lovers, foodies or even culture enthusiasts we have it all. Another great example it is Shoah it is a beautiful natural inlet that is Amazing for a refreshing day in the Caribbean with more than 20 water activities. We have Explore, Explore Fuego, and Savage are our three adventure parks that offer the most visited line park in the world and actually the tallest in, in the destination. We have the only handmade whitewater rapids. We have monster trucks and ATVs that you can drive in the middle of the jungle. We have also social It is the most fun Mexican fiesta on a boat, and believe me, it doesn't get any better than combining mariachi, tequila, and and Mexican food. Another great example, it is Cenote Store, and my personal favorite. It is just a fantastic one-of-a-kind full-day experience where you can discover all kinds of cenotes with activities such as assisted rappelling, snorkeling. And end up your day with a amazing jungle picnic. And well, this is just some of the highlights of half of the portfolio. But I can assure you that with the wide range of sports and tours that we have will definitely exceed uh, the expectations of our upcoming guests.
0: Definitely, it's so much. It's such a fun park to explore there. But all of the parks are, are really. It's it's one of the best ways to have the most fun in the Riviera Maya, in my opinion. And I loved, you know Milko. A lot of people aren't too familiar with that one, but like you said, that's the most fun. Mariachi, throwing some tequila in there too. I mean, I was there with like <laughs> four people once, and but you know the whole table is full, and I think it's like maybe like. 12 to 15 or maybe more i think but it, the whole boat was full and you know by the you, you sit down and you start eating and you don't really know anybody else besides your own party but then by the end of the the whole boat experience you're all best friends with everybody you're taking shots if you want to or you're you're just having a great time and you're dancing around the boat and stuff it's so much fun
1: it is so much fun and you couldn't say any better i think that touching milk embodies how mexicans truly uh how we truly are we love uh embracing our music the great food and i think hospitality comes within and well if you throw some dancing and some tequila shots if you want to Mm -hmm. uh we can warranty a great night
0: absolutely yeah i had a lot of fun on that experience too people sitting across from me were from california people down the way um, people, want, some people were from Colombia, other people from Mexico City, so it was like a very diverse boat of, of people from around the world, which is so much fun too. And and you mentioned the cenotes, and I, I've got to say, if if anyone listening right now has never been in a cenote, like you are so missing out. It is such an incredible experience, right?
1: Yeah, it is, and also because it is a natural formation, we are lucky enough to have this one of a kind natural um, diversity of. Of, of landmark and it is a natural cave. so if you want to just be involved with the beautiful environment that our planet has for everyone this is a, a fantastic way to well enjoy your day there's more than three thousand cenotes in in all cancun and rivera maya but what we have accomplished it is just fantastic getting to know the different the four different types of cenotes that Uh, exist so we welcome everyone don't miss a chance to enjoy this beautiful tour
0: absolutely it's a really in-depth experience and and fully immersive on that too and and people i was with too were like overcoming fears of of being underground and walking through the caves and things like that and it was just a very transformative um, experience on that so I, i i highly recommend anyone who has never been in a cenote you've got to check that out for sure I do want to ask, um, as far as, um, you know, the best times to visit and everything, is there a traditional peak season for the park? Is there is there an off-season time period at all? Essentially, you know, what is it like visiting the park um, in the spring, in the summer, the fall, the winter, holiday season? How, how does it vary throughout the year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me tell you that the weather, it is not an issue. Cancun and Riviera Maya have a year-round temperature of 78 uh that will be like 26 for our Canadian audience and our summers are definitely the hottest going up to 100 so that'll be 30 Celsius however we always have the best options to pull up and enjoy during your holidays and well I must say that due to the pandemic the seasons have definitely changed I mean we have experienced an increase in travelers since January 2021 and Mm -hmm. we just couldn't be any happier to welcome everyone I think on your end, the, the question will be, when is more convenient for your guests to travel?
0: Yeah, that, that's true. It, it kind of depends on when can you get down to Cancun, Riviera Maya region and you're, you're still going to have a good time no matter what, especially you mentioned that weather is, is, is absolutely fantastic. So I'm a little curious, you, you touched on a little bit on this, but which, do you, which parks do you think are great for families and which do you think are great for uh, couples specifically? Maybe because yeah, yeah, a, a lot of, you know, the whole region is very popular for honeymoons and everything. So I'm, I'm curious on that.
1: It is. It is. Uh, one of the things that we definitely want to accomplish is to have experience for all types of travelers. We know the importance of family. So we'll, we'll definitely recommend, uh, well, Eshcadet Park. It is definitely iconic. It is a beautiful way to uh, understand and celebrate more our culture. Uh, Shelf Park as well. It is it is beautiful for a family day, especially uh, you can do a snorkeling together or and all the amazing water activities. And for those families that are really seeking for, uh, there are more outgoing Savage Park. That it is really one of the most recent parks. It is such a great way to throw a little bit of adventure, but also in a really family friendly way. When it comes to couples, I must say that actually, it is a beautiful, uh, it is a beautiful and actually intimate, uh, tour. We, uh, host up to 19 guests in every tour. So there are, it it is more like a private tour. I've done it with my husband and we have had an amazing time. Another great experience also for couples. Um, we've seen, um, so she the one that you recently mentioned, it is, it is fantastic, especially, uh, cause we, if we have couples visiting from different parts of the world, we most like to put them together and then you'll find a new group of friends. Um, and in addition, we have, um, a whole division that, targets the archaeological side so if you're looking uh for getting to know amazing uh, places like um, chichen itza it will be highly recommended as well
0: excellent yeah there's a lot to discover around the region there and uh, you guys have, have a lot uh, for, for guests uh, of all ages, which is, which is great. So I, I do want to, I am a little curious because you guys have a lot of land down there. Are, are there any plans for expansion on the horizon to add new parks?
1: That's a great question. Well, we've been in the industry for over 30 years and we've been known for innovating with new concept and experience for all of our guests. And our latest edition, it is our sailing division that is called Shailing by Eshcadet. And yes, that is Shailing with an next because now we take our experiences on board. We own brand new and modern vessels that take our, far, our guests from Cancun to Isla Mujeres and back. For all of those that haven't heard or visited Isla Mujeres, it is a wonderful island located mm. only 25 minutes away. It offers a chance to discover a magnificent Caribbean magical town that, is, that has one of the most beautiful turquoise waters in the world. And this, uh, well, late 2022, we are expecting to add catamaran tours to the parking from Cancun. And well, I'll be more than happy to share more news as soon as we have an opening date. So that's the whole new division that adds to the parks and tours of Grupo Escaren.
0: I love that. That's exciting. Uh, Isla Mujeres is beautiful. Catamaran rides. I just did one. I got back from Los Cabos last week. So I mean, I've and I've done it again. I've also I've done it out of Cancun as well. And to Isla Mujeres that you're talking about. So I'm very excited for you guys to have that too, because that is another option for for guests to just kind of dive right in, especially for those that are actually staying at the Hotel Esqueret resorts, right? There's a lot of uh, perks that are included if you stay at Hotel Esqueret Mexico or Hotel Esqueret Arte or even La Casa de la Playa, the luxury property, right?
1: Yeah, they are. Uh, when we opened our first property, Hotel Echcarez, Mexico, back in 2017, we introduced a new concept that changed the hospitality industry to its core. Our all fun inclusive concept uh, grants uh, an unparalleled experience when staying in our hotels. that, believe me, goes beyond what you can find in any other place in the world. All of our guests in all three properties, Hotel Xcaret Mexico, Hotel Xcaret Arte, and La Casa de la Playa, can enjoy unlimited access to our parks, which means that you can experience your own custom-made kind of fun. There's more than 200 activities, from exploring the natural underground caves at Explorers Park, snorkeling, snorkeling, driving through jungle trails, zip lining, or just quietly relaxing by the river. Um, Exclusively for our brand new and first boutique hotel, La Casa de la Playa, our guests will have also tailor-made experience, like enjoying a private dinner in an impressive cenote in Red Forest, or a traditional Madame purification ceremony, and this is just to name a few. Uh, additionally, uh, our open-inclusive concept includes uh, round-trip transportation to Cancun International Airport and our parks. So and of course the amazing food that our guests were able to enjoy at the, in the hotels and at the park. So I'm really confident that we will impress the most experienced travelers.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, but all the three of those properties are are, are stunning, and it's it, you know like you mentioned, at Hotel Scrap Mexico opened in 2017, so it's not it's really not that old. That so it's it's very very high end on and um, with La Casa de la Playa, very high end there. I, I, Toward that in March, and I had a fantastic time. You talk about those tailor-made experiences. We got to uh, Eskeret Park before anybody was even there, before it opened, and that was kind of an exclusive access because we were part of uh, La Casa de la Playa there. So I definitely recommend if you have, uh, to my travel advisor friends out there listening, if you have any clients that are Love the luxury or the high end, and they want all these exclusive perks and and you know things, the VIP access that other people can't have access to. That's where you want to be is at La Casa de la Playa and get your perks and uh, have that all fun, um, inclusive experience that uh, Doris is talking about. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, we're so happy. Yeah, we're fairly new in the in the accommodation industry. It hasn't been that long. And last year, uh, this this past July, we opened Hotel Escalera Art in December in La Casa de la Playa. And we hope to have exciting news soon for all of our travel advisors.
0: Oh, oh well that's a slight tease there. She's not gonna tell me more, but <laughs> that's that's exciting. Okay. I'm I'm gonna have to uh get our listeners back on for, for information on, on that one. Once you do have some some stuff to share on that, you're you're oh I wanna know more, but I, I know you can't say it, so <laughs>
1: Indeed, indeed. And I want to go, uh, I want to be back on your podcast, uh, hopefully not too long to tell you more exciting news about everything that Grupo Esquerad has to offer in the coming years.
0: Love it. Thank you so much, Doris. This has been absolutely wonderful. Where can people learn more about Grupo Esquerad and the parks and the hotels? Where should they go? Where can they follow you on social media, get in touch with you? Anything you want to plug here, go away, go for it.
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, for all of our travel advisors, uh, please don't hesitate to contact me or my team. I will be happy to introduce you to your BDM. We can uh, assist you with any questions that you might have regarding Group Escaret, Hotel Parks and Tours. You can contact me by linking it. Also, if you can visit EscaretSales.com, we can follow up on your request. And hopefully, we will welcome you in Cancun or Rivera Maya anytime soon. Also, you are, you're more than welcome.
0: Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to experiencing more. I've, I've only had a few little sample of the parks, um. so I, I absolutely need to get to more because I, I've seen the videos and the footage and of, you know, I I, I haven't done the zipline yet. I've got to get to the zipline. You know, if you haven't done that, I, I hear it's amazing and it's, it's on the list for me and I'm I'm excited to experience that soon.
1: It is. It's fantastic. Let me know when you're here and I'll join you.
0: Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Doris. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. For-
0: Thanks again to Doris for jumping on the show and taking time out of her busy schedule to talk all things Eshkeret Parks and the hotels there. And it's a fantastic destination. I highly recommend you folks check it out. If you have never been, put it on your radar for sure. So that wraps up this week's show. Thank you so much for listening again. Podcast at TravelPulse.com is the email if you'd like to reach out and be on the show or sponsor the show or anything like that. You can contact me and we'll see what we can do and and go from there. So thanks again, folks. Have a great week.